Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So I don't know if you've heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what's helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BLEAV at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He played, not only did he play professional baseball, but he also played in the NFL. He was on the first uh, Super Bowl uh, team for the Atlanta Falcons, and he was. I guess the original Dirty Bird is, you know what I'm saying? He is kind of funky when I'm around him. Funky as heck. <laughs> but anyway, and so we bring you our version of what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals in terms of our take. Uh, we don't necessarily, depending on the guests that we bring on, but we don't necessarily go into quick twitch and doing all this different stuff, but we try to look at it from a different perspective and more of the psychology. And we have a, like to have a good time while we do it as well. How are you doing, Easy? Man, I'm doing good. A whole lot better than our Cardinals. Uh, after that debacle of a, a performance this past weekend, we'll get into it, obviously. But, uh, yeah, the season's creeping up on us, man. This is last week of preseason football. And then the next version we're going to see is going to be live action. Yes, sir. So we're going to get into that. We have the recap of week two of the of the preseason, the, the second game for the Arizona Cardinals. So get your thoughts on that, what you saw, what you didn't see, what you hope to see more of. And, uh, and then we'll kind of look ahead to the third of the three game preseason. It's interesting because what? Years ago, there were six preseason games, and it went to four, and then now we're down to three. So it's interesting how we adapt and, and try to try to see what we can glean from fewer uh, opportunities to 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 uh, critique or to evaluate uh, uh, talent. So we'll get into that game this week. They're going to be playing the uh, the San. Uh, San Antonio, the New Orleans Saints. I was trying to say Saints, but I ended up saying San Antonio. So, (laughs) so anyway, but it's interesting as the, as the season begins to get closer, you start to think about, you know, trying to maybe put a couple of dollars or shekels in. I know uh, our, our brother, a friend of the show, Casual E, uh, Earl Burnett, he was in Vegas. And sometimes you don't necessarily need to go to Vegas if you're trying to figure out where to put some money down. But if you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports book betting needs. Visit the website today. Today, or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So 
Game two came and went. What the, the interesting thing about week two was Kyler Murray played. I mean, he was out there on the field. Yeah, I was going to say, um, did he really play? Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around, does it really <laughs> fall? But I, your, I want your assessment. I thought uh, before we get into Kyler Murray, I saw, I thought I saw some, some, still some positive signs, I suppose, from Zayvon Collins on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, some things with uh, Isaiah Simmons. Uh, there was, Interesting enough, the offensive line, maybe it's because all the pieces weren't there still, but there were still some, it, it didn't leave me with the warm and fuzzies. And there are some people that, that, uh, that are prognosticating that once the regular season comes, the, the real value of, of, uh, Mr. Hun, Mr. Hudson will be, what am I thinking of my, the new center that came as a result of the, the trade or the acquisition from the, the Las Vegas Raiders will start to pay dividends, but take it wherever you want. But I definitely want to hear your thoughts about Kyler Murray. We found out some interesting things about how he values or maybe doesn't value the preseason, your thoughts on Kyler Murray's performance and and I'll let you take it away. Well, going back to the, our last podcast last week here on the Believe in Arizona Cardinals podcast, we were discussing, you know, the absence of Kyler Murray in the first uh, preseason game. You know, being a young quarterback, you know, you and I were both a little puzzled, thinking, hey, any opportunity to get out there and get a little work in for a young quarterback, you haven't hit that level, in my opinion, yet of a, a Brady Rodgers, you know, throwing some of those veteran quarterbacks where you can't take, an, at least in my opinion, you shouldn't be out there taking advantage of any opportunity to try to get better, even if the games, quote unquote, don't count. And, you know, you and I, we were kind of going back and forth. We didn't know whether it was a Kingsbury decision or somebody came down to him and told him that maybe uh, it would be in his best interest to leave Kyler off the field that game. Come to find out, and I'm not sure whether final decision was made by Murray, but he actually came out and answered our question, meaning yours and mine, with an interview he did basically saying he doesn't like preseason, doesn't think it's worth anything the game because the games don't count, didn't want to be out there. And as far as he was considered, the best outcome for this past weekend was for him to go out, play a long series, score a touchdown, and go sit down because he didn't want to be out there. Well, we saw him go out there with an attitude, and both you and I discussed this. We chit-chat even during the games or anything like that. Man, you can tell by somebody's body language. And I've been there before. You know, you get invited to a wedding or something you really don't want to go to. And you look, you know, you keep looking at your clock because you know your tar heels are playing or something like that. And I you hate you, man. Thinking, I hate I'm just you. Saying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you sitting there, you thinking, man, this is some BS. I'm just yes. sitting at home on my couch right now watching my boys play. I'm here at this stupid wedding, blah, blah. You know, bro, he had that same look on his face. He could have cared less whether he was out there. And you know how it is when you have that attitude, bro. Everybody can see it. They can smell it on you. And he literally, like I said, his performance showed it. Could care less. No pride in while I'm out here on the field, I'm going to give it everything I got. I'm going to lead my teammates. You know, I'm going to get out here. And even though it don't mean nothing to me because I got my position filled, it might mean a whole lot to some of these other dudes out here who are trying to make a roster or at least, you know, do everything they can to show that they can play in this game at this level. But it doesn't mean anything to me. So I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do three three and outs. I think one pass for four yards total or whatever, sacked once, or no, sacked twice, fumbled again in that weak uh, retreat from pressure, you know, how like his, which is becoming part of his MO. And like I said, in the end, I couldn't have been more disappointed in our young, quote-unquote, franchise quarterback, an opportunity 
to, like I said, every time, every time you step on the field, Jay, it's an opportunity to get better. I don't yeah. care whether it's practice. I don't care if it's walkthroughs. Concentrate doing your walkthrough. You know, you think, well, you ain't going to learn nothing to walk through. Man, if you're out there concentrating and making sure you're doing what you're supposed to do, you can learn something. He got out there and showed his behind. And here's, and I'll be quiet after this one. It wasn't bad enough that he went out there and showed his behind, right? That he didn't mm-hmm. want to be there. You have the defending AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs in town with their quarterback who was two years ago was an MVP has already has a Super Bowl under his belt. Andy Reid is a head coach. They don't have anything to prove, right? Or they shouldn't want to be out there playing. Mahomes played into almost to the end of the second quarter, was out there running, throwing. He was working with some receivers that he probably hasn't had a lot of time to work with yet. You could tell he was not not necessarily forcing the ball to them, but he was trying to get it to them, working on their time. It wasn't quite there, but they were working on stuff. They now have an opportunity to go back, look at some film, and he can talk to this young receiver. Hey, look, on this route, this is what I expected you to do. Or this. So now they got some stuff to work on, uh, you know, mentally, and they got the physical reps. Meanwhile, our dude went out there with the defending AFC championship quarterback on the other side. He wouldn't want to be there, so he let everybody know three, three and outs, and he got to sit down and rest the relax rest of the game. Ask me what he accomplished during that uh, time on the field last week. So let me give you a little bit of pushback. Let me play the devil's advocate here. We see some of those, those players with, for example, a, maybe a running back. We know that's a bruiser that decides not to try to, 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 uh, try to dish out all the pain that they can in the preseason and they just try to get a couple yards, see the hole and maybe get down or maybe run out of bounds when they typically will try to gain it again or maybe on the sideline trying to tiptoe the sideline and try to get a few yards that way is, is could that, and because they're trying to avoid putting themselves in a position that could uh, in, in one of those precarious positions or spots, could, could there be anything to that with, with, with the Kyler Murray, because he's so valuable to the team that maybe they said, whatever you do, if you see it, then go ahead. And if you see it, throw it, but if not throw it away, just live to fight another day. And maybe in addition to that, the offensive line, maybe not gelling as you would hope that they would in the, in a preseason game, any, does that, does, would that convince you to come off of your stance at all? Let me ask you this, Jay. If, you're, if the offensive line isn't gelling and you're now one preseason game and two weeks away from the start of your season, when are you going to get it right? When, when is it going to start to curl? Uh, are you going to wait? <laughs> you going to wait till week one? Oh yeah, we've been having some great practices. Y'all playing? It, it's thud, bro. You're playing against your own teammates. Ain't nobody hitting. You're trying right. to. That's when you're not trying to get hurt. What you're trying to do for these preseason games when you're out there, you need to dial it up just if nothing else, to get ready for the tempo and what the other teams are going to play. Oh, I keep talking about it. When other when you're playing against dudes who have the same logo on, yeah, I mean, it's all about FUD. It's nobody wants to get hurt out here, you know. But at some point, you offensive line, Kyler Murray, even your running backs and everything, you got to start building up those calluses and getting that getting ready for this up-tempo and full-on uh, tackle, real tackle football. You don't do that by cruising through the – of the the um of you know training camp and you know preseason and hey we're just gonna go out here you know you saw like I said the biggest illustration for me you look across the field and I hate to keep bringing it up the defending AFC champion right Super Bowl MVP regular season MVP Patrick Mahomes was out there balling 
You saw him. They went on, went for it on fourth downs. They did all these different things. Mahomes was running on fourth downs, picking up first downs. That's and just I'm, what I was about to point out to you. The fact that he tried, that he scrambled and, and got put his nose in there. Was that, was that commendable or was that reckless? I call it commendable, but okay. here's the kicker. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I got two or three fantasy football drafts coming up. I'm like, cause I'm a quarterback dude. A lot of dudes, oh, we gotta get wide receiver. Man, if I got anywhere near the front part of the draft, I guarantee you, Rodgers, Mahomes, those dudes are going to my team, right? He's running. I'm like, get down, man, get down. Cause I know that's my number one pick if I got a chance to pick him up. So that, but that's how he approached the game. He went at it as, look, I'm out here to get some work. And this ain't about trying to be careful here. Cause here's the thing, Jay, when you try to be careful on a football field, that's when you get hurt. Okay. All right. Interesting. Now, now let's keeping in, in, in along the, in the same theme there with game two, could it be, or, or we know that there's a lot of pressure and uh, this is not, I'm not, this is not something new. We, you hear this in terms of locally when, uh, when, when the, the discussion is on the Arizona Cardinals that the pressure is on Kingsbury. And then there's Kyler Murray, kind of that third year. The third year is that you, you see a lot of examples where the third year for the quarterback to take some type of step up to be able to elevate their team, maybe in a different way. Uh, play calling. Are you, how, what's your comfort level when it comes to Cliff Kingsbury, the play caller? Because I don't know how he is as a motivator because we haven't been there quite yet. We haven't seen it curl quite yet, so to speak, as we like to say, as he's trying to take that step to become the more of the CEO of the team, but your, your thoughts on play calling, because I, it's, it's, it's as if it's the same type of thing that you're seeing with them. And it could just be the, the preseason, but I guess I will say he was under center once. He was under center <laughs> once for his nine snaps. Right. So that's at a right. basically a 11 or 12% clip. Here's the thing. And I'm not sure whether he noticed how disinterested uh, Kyler Murray was and just tried to, like I said, either get him in there or get him out as fast as possible. But we didn't see anything creative about that approach. Uh, the Like you said, the offensive line, they gave him a couple of sacks. Nothing looked fluid. Uh, according to every word we've heard from Kingsbury, you know, Kyler and them, they've been practicing so great. Now, I'm like, I didn't see it. I also didn't see anything from him in terms of, uh, you know, creating. And now, he, you know, a couple weeks ago we talked about it. He, didn't, he wasn't going to show everything, but he wasn't going to hide anything. And I'm thinking, okay, well – you didn't show us nothing. You didn't hide nothing in this first couple preseason games. In fact, you know, and I'm not going to say he necessarily opened it wide up, but it looked like Colt McCoy had a better, I guess, grasp and, I guess, approach out there uh, offensively. Uh, it still looked like garbage, though. As far as, you know, what we're expecting to see, this air raid or whatever version of it, uh, you know, fast pace, you know, get, uh, get our uh, spread out and do this and that. You know, I, I am so uh, disappointed in what I've seen from not just Murray, but Kingsbury as well. And I'll throw this out there to you as well, Jay. Um, Kingsbury has to be careful because he's, in my opinion, I think he's really close to losing this locker room in terms of once you start, because first off, any player should be leery of what they throw out there to the public. I don't care if franchise quarterback all the way down, unless, like I said, uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you dudes have got enough cash that you can say whatever the heck you want and face the consequences or go to management and say, what? Yeah, I said it, right? Well, for Kyler Murray to openly just say, yeah, I don't like the preseason, don't want to be out there, and basically I think it's a waste of time. If I'm a head coach, I'm like, all right, uh, 
well, now where does his like? It's almost like he's being cut down at the knees because he's pretty. Kyler's already told everybody he don't want to be out there. So now we have the explanation of why Kyler ain't out there, isn't out there, proper English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, guys in the locker room start noticing this stuff. And one of the things that you and I keep talking about, that it's not just Murray in terms of dudes on this team that kind of dictate how and when they're going to manage their time during the preseason. You brought it up last week on our show, D-Hop. I mean, where are you at, D-Hop? At some point, you know, we got to see you, bro. I mean, I know you've done a whole lot in your career, and but where's this we working on timing or just being out there acting like you want to be involved with this whole process as well? Seems like we got a whole lot of dudes that are basically saying, well, it's the preseason. I don't really care about it. I'm going to do what I do. And then when the season lights up, I'm ready to go. If I'm a head coach, I'm you don't decide when it's time for us to go. I decide when it's time for us to go. And I say it's time to go, so let's get out there. But like I said, Kingsbury, he's got a long way to go in terms of, in my opinion, commanding a room, being the CEO, and having a voice that people are going to listen to. I've seen coaches get phased out. And, bro, I mean, if you know, if you can't manage this portion of the season, once you get into it, uh, you're just going to be hard to bring dudes back in because now you got something to say. They've already turned you turned you off. And, bro, I mean, that's the quickest way to, uh, to, to lose an employment. Interesting because along those lines, we talked about it, it. We're crossing sports here with my, with my example here, but we talked about on our, on our radio show, radio show, Easy Sports Talk on 1060 AM. You can catch us. Go to easysportstalk.com. You can check that out. But, yeah. uh, but you can, but we talked about, uh, Tori Lavello when he was, there was, uh, some, some interesting choice of, of words or use of words when it came to describing, uh, when he had a player that finished for a, uh, a no hitter. And so saying that, uh, typically they went into the game with, with a pitch count of what was it, uh, 80 or 90. And then he had to negotiate the, the ability to be able to give him, uh, 105 pitches before, <laughs> uh, before he would even think about removing him from the game. And I was thinking, if, if you're almost a figurehead, and I'm not saying that he is, I'm just throwing this out there for discussion. If you're almost a figurehead in terms of your, the way in which you lead a team, because you don't have your, your, you don't have that, that, the power, the teeth to really enforce anything, then that could be a recipe for disaster. And I wonder, and I wonder what other telltale signs having been in the locker room do you see that, that make you maybe think that he might be on the, on, in danger of losing the locker room. Just the, the casual nature of some of the players and their like I said, lack of enthusiasm to be on the field. Okay. Uh, you know, that's one of those things, man. And it doesn't, you know, there are some veterans who, like we all know, this ain't this is not their time of the year. They don't want to be out there. But at the same time, you need guys out there that are leading by example. I was on some teams with some really veteran leadership and they we all knew this is like dog days and why we out here and when those guys are enthusiastic and trying to get everybody on the same page, and that's a reflection of the coach. You got guys, you know, who are happy right now to be sitting on the sidelines and just hanging out. And to me, that's like very non-productive. And it all starts at the top for me. We, you know, you've been at companies before, Jay. When you know, because we all know it's not just about sports. We all we both been at companies before when you know, you know, those people that it's the rah rah. They want to run their run their mouth whenever you know, it's time to talk about the great numbers that everybody had this quarter and they want to pretend like they had the best quarter of their life. And, you know, 
But when it comes down to it, when the lights turn off and everybody is in the offices, who's staying late? Who's working the extra? Who's doing whatever it takes to help us, you know, get those numbers? We don't have those type of dudes on this right now, as far as I'm concerned, on this roster. Because okay. the number of absences and guys that are just, you can tell, it's just like, ah, you know, starting with our franchise quarterback, he's the face of it. Starting with him, whenever you can come out with no repercussion and literally say, I don't like preseason, don't want to be out here, don't care if I'm out here, that reflects a lot on your head coach. Wouldn't you be afraid, Jay, you know, to, you know, you go to the to work, and you know, we're sitting in cubicles sometime in, you know, years past, and, and you, when you want to say something you really want to say, that's when you get real low with your voice. You, really, <laughs> you might be sitting, yes. you might be yes, sitting right next to somebody, but you whisper that. You don't yeah. go, you don't stand up in the middle of the room, man. I don't care about no three thirty meeting. I I got lunch planned at three fifteen. I'm out. You know? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got you. I hear you there. I hear you there. That, that is definitely interesting. But I will say this, and I'm not. And this is not one of those tongue in cheek things that I say. I did see that JJ Watt came off the physically unable to perform list. I'm just saying mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. a guy that if you're if you're if you're putting it on a scale that they're on one side of the scale. Is is a spectrum you have maybe a Kyler Murray being a little bit more aloof and being not as intense, and then you have a J.J. Watt that at least on the outside looking in seems to be that guy with his motor always running. He's the type of guy that come up to you and say, "What's going on, man? We're about to get out there and hurt some people today. We're about to go out there and kill it today," and and so wanting to bring your energy level up, it could it effect or could he now since you can't lead from the bench now that he's not on the bench and 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 being able to get out there and practice can that have some type of impact in a positive well, even, way even once the season started we've already had them tell us he's only going to be on the field 65 percent of the time so 35 percent of the time he's going to be sitting on the sideline too so i mean here's right. the thing jj is going to bring something that some of these guys have never seen uh i don't even pretend to be in his category of player you know, I really respect what he's done on the field through this point in his career. Do I like the way he does it all the time? No. Uh, is he my favorite player in this world? No. But he will bring something, hopefully, with his energy, with his work ethic, hopefully, that will rub off on some of these guys. Because as you can see, Jay, we really, really need it within that locker room. Now, my question, though, Jay, is we're getting ready to st- – the things that we're talking about, these mm-hmm. are things you work on during the offseason. Okay. You start building the culture during the the year I went to the Super Bowl, bro. We were a one and eight, one and seven, ninety seven team finished up seven and nine with a nice finish. We didn't do everything. We didn't wait till September of ninety eight to get every man that off season. That's when we were building culture. That's when we were getting to know each other. That's when we were working hard. This team looks to me like they're waiting for the light to turn on. Well, you know, it's September 11th, 12th, or whatever it is, you can't do that, bro, because before you know it, you're behind the eight ball. There are other teams that are working harder than you. They've been uh, at it all off season. Right. Um, they've got better attitudes than you. They're getting more uh, continuity because they're actually working right now during this period in time. You get to the start of the season, which is right around the corner, you don't all of a sudden now, okay, let's go, man. You know, we, we're ready to go now. And I got this great attitude, man, it's too late. Because what happens is the first time things don't start, don't go your way, which we all know, they got a tough road to start. They could be 0-2, 1-3, something like that. Then you really start to get the heads down and people, well, I'm going for mine. And, you know, they, they don't care about me anyway. And, you know, I don't care about, 
you know, what they're talking about. We'll go out and get my numbers. And, bro, that's, that's a great way to go uh, 5 and 12 instead of 5 and 11 because we're in a 17 game season. But this team has not proven to me that they've got those dudes already there, ready to go. You think you can just turn it on, like I said, at the start of the season? It's not going to happen. Interesting. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Again, that's Ed Easy Smith. I'm Javon J. Love Adams. So let's talk about this this third preseason game. The New Orleans Saints is the opponent. What do you expect to see? There's And after this third preseason game, there is a week in between, so they don't go into the season right away. So there's a week in between as well. This might be, if I'm if I was thinking of it in a uh, in a in a strategic way, this would be the dress rehearsal because you're going to be able to get a week off. But I doubt that I'll, we'll see that not only lo- locally, but um, but in terms of league wide, I doubt that we'll see a lot of the the starters to play, and they'll be able to use this f- to be able to try to figure out who's going to fill out the bottom of the roster, quite possibly, or use it for depth purposes. Am I wrong, or or how do you see this playing out uh, with this third preseason game? Well, what's interesting, Jay, we just played, like I said, the Chiefs. They have every right to sit their starters and start preparing for 2021 because they went out there and approached it the right way. I have absolutely no idea what Kingsbury is going to do with this third preseason game. We watched, uh, was it Saints versus Jaguars last night? Jameis Winston looked on point. He was Mm -hmm. out there and they were, you know, and obviously, you know, he's in a little bit of a quarterback battle, but he went out and showed his tail. So you know what they're going to do this coming week? The Saints, they're going to let Jameis sit because he now earned the right as a starter. They've got their work in. They don't want him out there week week three of the preseason. He gets to go sit and relax. And mm-hmm. whatever the dude's trying to make the last, the tail end of the roster, they'll be out there. What have we done to this point? Our starting quarterback, get this one, Jay. Our starting quarterback has nine total snaps in the preseason. Right. Zero first downs. One completion for four yards two sacks, and a fumble. Do you think we can sit him this coming week? You think he's earned that? But I bet you he's in the room basically, you know, because of he's the franchise quarterback. He's already pretty much told Kingsbury, I'm not going out there to play against Scrubs in the, you know, in the, the last preseason game now. No, that was our dress rehearsal last week. So once I, once again, Kingsbury, what what's he going to do? What's he, what's he going to do? Because if right. I'm Kingsbury, I'm listen. I, you and I had this talk on our show. Mm-hmm. This might be an opportunity for Kingsbury. Every now and then, you gotta have one of them closed door meetings, right? So maybe yes. this might be an opportunity. Hey, Kyler. Hey, after meetings, the quarterback meetings, I think, come on and sit down, and talk to me for a minute. This might be an opportunity for him to reel this young man back in, let him know where he is in, in comparison to where he thinks he is, and this is what I need from you as far as being a leader. This is your attitude I need moving forward because I can't have this. You know, this is unacceptable to this point. So this is our plan for week three of the preseason. We will go out there. We might play into the second half because I want you getting not just snaps, but I want you getting into the routine of, you know, we got to go into halftime, come back out, get it warmed back up and go. So if I'm Kingsbury, that's the way I go about it. Do I have faith that he will? Do I do I not believe maybe he might already have decided, well, you know, yeah, we've had great weeks of practice. And I really don't want my starting quarterback out there on, uh, you know, third preseason game. So I'm going to let him sit. Man, for me, I, I, I'll say it. Yeah, come get me if you want. That's a punk move. And we'll see how he approaches it. But if you ask me, all those dudes need to be out there playing 
getting ready for week one because they haven't done anything, in my opinion, to this in this offseason or preseason uh, schedule so far to let me know that they're ready to play. Yeah, I think there's definitely it's if you're you can practice if you're let's say if you're in the the in the in the world of the arts and you're practicing a play, people can practice their parts in different parts of the uh, maybe the the uh, the the theater. But having a good walkthrough and being able to understand where the spotting and where you need to stand and all those things, even if you're not dressed in your in in your costume that you'll be that you'll be adorn, you know adorning during the 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 play itself, you still want to get those that feel of it. And as you mentioned, kind of what that looks like, where how the light's going to be in your face, all those different things. I, I think that there's value in that. And so hopefully uh, we'll be pleasantly surprised by by what the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals does. So we shall see. And then of course we'll break down and I think next week we'll probably give our uh, give our thoughts on what we think that final record will be last year. We mm. were we were thoroughly uh skewered. Uh, but we were accurate. We were pretty accurate. So, so we don't, we don't try to pat ourselves on the back. We just try to be as honest as we can be. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. This has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals presented by Bet Online. And as we always say around this time, are you good? Till next week, be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.